We are recording this restaurant fiction episode on a Wednesday, a hot Wednesday, an 82-degree Wednesday in Los Angeles, California. Now, if you are not listening to this on Wednesday, well, guess what? You can listen to this episode any day, any time of the week of the year for the rest of your lives. Restaurant fiction starts now. Faden? Exterior, interior, restaurant, bar, club, day, night, action. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to Restaurant Fiction, the podcast that reviews every single fictional restaurant, bar, and club featured in TV and film. My name is Amonis Rose. I am your host with the most. Well, today we are reviewing and going deep, deep, deep into the fictional restaurant featured in the show called Breaking Bad. And guess what that restaurant is? The restaurant is called Los Poyos Hermanos. Now, even though Restaurant Fiction did review it, we brought along not just an expert, but a savant, I guess, if you will, a scientist, a chef. His name is Kenji Lopez-Alt. You might know him from a few places. Number one is he has published his own cookbook. It's called The Food Lab. It received a James Beard Award. He owns and operates the restaurant in Northern California, Worst Hall. And he was one of the main contributors to the website and food blog, Serious Eats. Now, this is a little different restaurant fiction episode. Usually, we talk to writers, directors, what have you. This is going to be, this was our first chef, our first culinary expert. Actually, this whole uh, hour we talked was so good, we had to cut it into two episodes. Kenji really almost schooled me on a thing or two about making the Los Poyos Hermanos chicken. Now, this is part one. Yes, part one. Part two will be coming soon. Or if you're just late to the game, just uh, play part two when it airs. Now, listen all the way through, because if you notice, the tone changes, kind of like a good movie, kind of like a good TV show. It goes from slow to fast to in your face, but all in all, we're always talking about the chicken and all things Los Poyos Hermanos. Enjoy. Guys, and welcome to another episode of the Restaurant Fiction Podcast. Now, our guest today is a new kind of guest. He is a chef. He is a purist. He is a lab tech, if you will, because um, when it comes to cooking and lab work, Kenji Lopez-Alt knows what he is talking about and what he is doing. Now, why did we bring Kenji on the podcast? Well, he is an aficionado on Los Poyos Hermanos, which was the fictional restaurant featured in Breaking Bad. Now, before we get to our interview, we are going to do a little review of Los Poyos Hermanos. So anyway, 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner, that is a huge phrase. I believe it was first coined in the movie, or at least I heard of it in the movie 21, but I actually have expressed that phrase when eating at Los Pollos Hermanos. Now, what is Los Pollos Hermanos? If you don't know, Los Pollos Hermanos is a fast food chicken joint, originally from Mexico, but I went to the location in Albuquerque. Now, let me set the scene. It is pretty much a barren wasteland to where uh, the fast food chicken joint lays or originates is the asphalt is kind of dead and crumbly. But when you go inside, you are greeted with ease. You are greeted as if it's almost like a Valhalla of a sense. And it's not just the energy, but also it's because you're wanting something. You're wanting this chicken. Now, Let's talk about the menu. Let's talk about this chicken. First of all, this chicken of why it's so famous, it's the cooking method. It's done in a low and slow rotisserie way, and it has these aftertastes, these citrus aftertastes, if you will, of pineapple and citrus. I feel, you know, the way it's cooked is very special. You see the inside is incredibly tender, and then it has that perfect crunch on the outside. So it's almost like that brick chicken style where they do like a hot press. One thing I love about Los Pollos Hermanos, and also there's other uh, fast food chicken joints, is I love the tortillas. They just layer them like a flapjack of pancakes or like you're layering like LPs, you know, some, some vinyl on top of another. Los Pollos Hermanos, does it really represent New Mexico, New Mexican cuisine? No, not really. You know, New Mexico cuisine, you know, they have the sopapillas. Uh, they have, they're famous for the, the, the chilies, obviously. You get those all the way in Chamayo. But... They do have breakfast burritos, and they do have some green chili stew. When ordering a breakfast burrito, the only way to do that is the Christmas style, doing it the red chili sauce and the green chili sauce. All right, so who's actually coming into Los Pollos Hermanos? Well, pretty much everybody. I mean, you always have the occasional law enforcement officer. You have the tourists. But every once in a while, you're going to get a shady customer. For example, there's always this uh, man in like a pork pie hat and sunglasses. Reminds me of someone going to a strip club as if he doesn't want to be found out. Um, also, there's these two Latino twins, and they don't eat. They just stare out a window. And, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, many of times throughout the year, there's not really a line out the door. You can pretty much get a booth on impulse when going to Los Pollos Hermanos. So it seems like this could be a front, if you will. But even if that was the case, the chicken is still damn good. All right, Kenji, what'd you think? What'd you think of Los Pollos Hermanos? What did you add? What would you add? What would you uh, subtract? Uh, from your review, you mean? Yes. <laughs> according to the show and according to the commercial, the Los Pollos Hermanos commercial um, in the show, it seems like they actually serve two different kinds of chicken. So that they serve a rotisserie chicken and that they serve a fried chicken. That is actually, I think, pretty rare in American chicken chains. You know, most American chicken chains, it's like maybe KFC does like grilled chicken now or something like that. But most American chicken chains are fried chicken or maybe at like a Boston market or something. It's like a rotisserie chicken place. But when you go to Latin America, you actually find many of the chicken places, even the big chains, will offer both rotisserie and deep fries. You should probably mention both of the types of chicken that you can get because, you know, two different options and done in two different ways. And I think these days, according to the Better Call uh, Saul 
they're now like featuring curly fries. That's like a typical American fast food thing. <laughs> I um, but I love I love curly fries. You go into a chicken joint, whether it be like let's just say uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, and they they have these two kinds of chicken. They have a fried, and then they have a rotisserie. Does that deter you, or no? Does that actually make you want to experience the restaurant more? It makes me more likely to want to come back. It's, you know, if one is good, I want to come back and try the other. The thing about restaurants, even fast food restaurant chicken, whether it's rotisserie or whether it's deep fryer, most fast food restaurants will use these giant pressure fryers. They're basically like pressure cookers, but they're built to be filled with oil. And what that does is that it cooks the chicken faster and it also kind of keeps the moisture in the chicken much better than a standard fryer does. So the chicken that you get at a fast food or, you know, or large scale fried chicken restaurant is almost always going to be better than what you can make at home or at the very least it's going to be different than what you can make at home because they're using equipment that you just can't get at home when you go to like a Popeyes or a Pollos Hermanos or wherever you're getting something that is unique and it's like you know you have to be in the mood for it but when you're in the mood for it like there's nothing else there's no real substitute like home fried chicken is not going to do it because it's, a, it's just such a different thing and the same goes for rotisserie chicken it's like you know unless you have a, a fancy grill with your own rotisserie in your backyard you're not going to ever be able to get true rotisserie chicken at home and that's a pretty unique tasting thing um, you know the way the, cris the skin crisps evenly and the meat cooks evenly and it all kind of bastes itself that's something that like you really can't get at home have you been to new mexico i've driven through it a couple times do you remember any of the food there? Certainly, I remember eating a lot of hatch chilies um, and eating a lot of green chilies, getting a green chili cheeseburger, eating um, sopapillas. Is that what they're called? Right. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love, you know what I like about New Mexican cuisine is that a lot of the stuff you'll see, like the sort of the green chilies or, or like or like queso and, and things like that, they're sort of like traditional in that they respect a lot of local ingredients but at the same time they're kind of lowbrow you know because at the same time it's like they're not afraid to use like processed cheese and add you know what, what, whatever types of ingredients to their food um, that aren't the things but the chilies are like treated with with holiness and with respect um, but then you can mix into that processed cheese and I, and I actually really love that it's like you're taking into account the best of what traditional food has to offer along with like the tri the best of what sort of modernization has, has to offer which I guess sort of fits in with this whole um, you know pollos hermanos thing where where I personally do believe that like fried chicken and rotisserie chicken are best at like sort of these fast casual or fast food restaurants you know because of the technology and because of the of the um, of the volume that they do it's the perfect balance is what you're saying I mean between culture and between this new age fast food it is a specific balance I think it's a very good balance every day you're you're in the mood for something different so sometimes you want something more strictly authentic and traditional um, and other days you just want you know a big Mac did Breaking Bad, did it get the fast food restaurant right, in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I think they did a ton of research. And then especially like all the new stuff they've been doing, the stuff that's not directly in the show that they've been doing with the Better Call Saul series, where like Los Pobos Hermanos now has like a series of training videos um, that are hosted by Gus Fring. And those training videos are like perfectly spot on for the type of sort of like, you know, the, the platitudes and the forced smile team building stuff that the executives come on and talk about like i just remember so many meetings at restaurants you know these big corporate restaurants that i worked at for a while where you just watch a series of training videos and it's like the head guy trying to pretend to be your friend and be funny and i think they complete like perfectly captured all that whenever i travel around the country which is this as often as I can, you know, I keep a lookout for fast food chains that are specific to the area I'm in. So I like the fact that Los Pueblos Hermanos, like they 
they didn't just make it a, a whatever, a, a clone of Popeye's or a clone of KFC. They actually put in a lot of work to make, to think about this backstory and think about who was running it, what um, what part of the world it w- is, was running in, um, what the people living in New Mexico, what they might like to see in a regional fast food chain. They, I mean, they really nailed it. Like they got the whole idea that at one point it's like, Gus Fring is this cold, calculating businessman, um, and he and he brings that both to um, you know the meth business and the fast food business. But you know, on the fast food business side, he puts on a happy face and like puts on this public persona. You know, comes up with this this backstory and all and all these products that are going to be locally appealing. Even though obviously the entire backstory, at least as it pertains to the food, is bullshit. You know, there's nothing in Gus Fring's history that makes curly fries interesting. Well, with Gus Spring, how important is it for the owner to be a part or to be even um, a presence at his business, at his restaurant? You know, you're an owner of your own restaurant. It depends on the type of restaurant and what the goals of the operations are. At a very small sort of chef-driven place where the menu is changing all the time and where you're relying on, you know, seasonal ingredients, etc., then I think it's it's very important. Even for a slightly larger place, I think it's very important. On the other hand, if your goal is to come up with a concept that is fit for expansion to multiple units where your menu doesn't change as often, instead of focusing on the day-to-day changes in the food, your your focus is really on operations and figuring out, all right, how do I get the quality of food that I want and provide that service while also making it completely um, copyable, you know, something where you can train staff and you can have a sort of system in place so that you can expand. And the goal with that type of restaurant is to get away as much as possible. Gus is at the flagship location in Albuquerque every day because that's where his office is. But at the same time, there's, you know, a couple dozen other locations around the area where he isn't there day to day. And so if you're running that kind of restaurant that your your real goal is, is repeatability and consistency, then yeah, your goal should should be to never, it should be to focus on things that aren't related to um, the exact, the, the, the day-to-day operations of the kitchen. Kenji, you're a pop culture fan. You love The Simpsons. You love Star Wars. I do. You, <laughs> you, you picked Los Poyos Hermanos. What about Los Poyos Hermanos resonates with you? I think it was the realism. You know, a lot of that, uh, that realism came down to extremely good research, extremely good attention to detail, a very good understanding of personalities and culture and um, the quirks of local cultures. Most of the restaurants you see in TV and movies, I think, are just kind of clones. They haven't really put in the thought to make them very specific to the world that they're inhabiting. Um, but in this one, they did. So if you could create your own fictional restaurant, what would it be? What would it look like? <laughs> My own fictional restaurant. Uh, I guess it depends what world I'm living in and what what uh, what my job is in that world. I mean, are you just asking me like what my current dream restaurant would be? Sure. Um, I would do something much much smaller where I could be a little bit more intimately involved. Something where the menu is just three to four items max, and we just do those three to four things really well, like a burger and a veggie burger and some fries, maybe. Like maybe I would open a little burger joint, you know. But but whatever it is, it would be something very very simple, like a, a single product or a single like or a very small range of products that are just done uniquely and done very well. Because I think that's sort of like what resonates with my readers about the type of recipes I write is that um, I, I don't generally do like anything crazy. Um, like sometimes I do, but I don't generally do anything crazy. It's usually I just take something that people are familiar with um, and then sort of explain how you can manipulate those steps or techniques or ingredients in certain ways to get to a result that that you personally might find better. I would do a restaurant around those same themes because um, it's just something that's just sort of how I think.
this place with only one or two items that you're mentioning, and even Spoilers Hermanos, relatively are, I would put them in the fast food category. Now, yeah. how often do you eat fast food, and what fast food places do you prefer? I think you did mention already more regional fast food. Mm, once every other week or so, I'll eat lunch. Or if I'm traveling, sometimes I'll eat breakfast. Like if there's fast food at the airport, I'll, I might eat like a breakfast sandwich at fast food. Um, but yeah, every other week maybe. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in California, I like, um, I really like the habit and I like in and out obviously. But you know, so I like some of the bigger ones too. You know, like McDonald's now does their fresh quarter pounders, which I think is like one of the best deals in fast food right now. How would you create the Los Pollos Hermanos chicken. For their fried chicken, first of all, um, obviously there's a batter involved because that's essential to the um, story as well. Um, I think actually what it was that they were packing in those five-gallon buckets with the meth is a buttermilk-based brine that they're making down in Mexico and maybe seasoning with some kind of Mexican spices, some Mexican chilies. Um, and then they're packing into those tubs and shipping it over the U.S. So um, what I would do is I would start with a spiced buttermilk brine. Um, so buttermilk, heavily salted, um, maybe a little bit of flour and some eggs and then some spices, um, maybe some dried chilies, maybe some black pepper, some white pepper, some garlic, probably a little bit of cumin, maybe a little bit of ground coriander to there. I would let my chicken brine in that uh, mixture overnight. And then on the day that I was going to fry it in the morning, I would have my cooks go in, take out the buttermilk brine chicken, take out the big tubs of it. And then they would have a big, big tub of dredging mixture, like a flour dredging mixture. And they would pick up the chicken, let a little bit of the brine drip off, but mostly leave a lot of it on and then throw it into the dredge, throw a bunch of pieces in there and make it sort of like a really wide container. And then once you kind of get a bunch of pieces in there, toss it around with the dredging mixture. And in that dredging mixture, there would be flour, a little cornstarch to get a little extra crispy, um, a little bit of baking powder for some leavening so that it's a little bit lighter and um, has a little bit of surface area some salt i would probably season it with dried and ground chilies maybe some ancho chilies maybe some dried and ground green hatch chilies probably some uh, chili colorado pasilla something like that um you know like a good mix of chilies some sweet ones some hot ones some fruity ones i would add some garlic powder some black pepper again some cumin um some coriander some paprika so i throw the chicken in there and then um, sort of toss it around and really sort of press the dredging on and the idea here would be to actually sort of Make the chicken sort of a little bit dripping with buttermilk so that that buttermilk drips off into the dredging mixture and, and forms little clumps so that when you're pressing the breading onto the chicken, um, you know, and this works obviously when you're, if you're just making fried chicken yourself at home, um, this is a trick that I use all the time is like, just add a little bit of the raw uh, brine mixture to the uh, flour dredging mixture and sort of work it in there with your fingers to create little clumps so that when you're pressing it onto the chicken, you get these extra little clumps that get pressed on the, onto the chicken as well. And that sort of adds surface area. And so then if I was doing it at a, at a restaurant, I would have a wire mesh uh, sort of strainer set over a catch bucket. I would throw the chicken in there, shake off the excess flour, and then I would lower it into a pressure fryer. And I would pressure fry it probably at mm, 325 degrees, maybe 300 degrees for, no, I would probably do actually in a pressure fryer, maybe about 325 to 350 degrees, um, I would say for about seven or eight minutes and then uh, take it out. And that's it. Maybe I would dust it with something at the end, some kind of spice blend, maybe with some like some more of those dried chilies, maybe some oregano, some cumin, um, a little bit of salt and sugar, maybe some MSG. I think in one of the um, commercials, they show like like a chicken drumstick being basted with looks like a barbecue type sauce and being finished on the grill. So maybe maybe they're serving three types of chicken grilled, grilled rotisserie and fried. Or maybe they were just showing that grilled chicken um, because it looked good and they don't actually serve it.
part one done with Kenji. I want to say huge, huge thank you. I really appreciate you and your time. Kenji, for all of our listeners out there, please go and buy his cookbook. The Food Lab is one of the best cookbooks out there. I am so glad we have it, and I'm so glad all of my friends have it. Check out his restaurant, eat at his restaurant, Worst Hall. Follow him. He is at Kenji Lopez all on Instagram, and you can find out all of his amazing food adventures, etc., etc., all the time. My name is Monis Rose, and where can you find us? Well, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us at the website, www.restaurantfiction.com. And without any other further ado, keep it real, keep it fresh, and keep it on the flip side. Exterior, interior, restaurant, bar, club, day, night, Carl's Jr.'s new guacamole double cheeseburger is only 299 bucks. You forgot the decimal? Only 299 bucks. Not decibel, decimal. The guacamole double cheeseburger is only $2.99 at Carl's Jr. Oops. Available for a limited time. Price participation may vary. Tax not included. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the Labor Day sale at Ace. The perfect time to buy the latest grills from our exclusive lineup of premium brands. Right now, buy one of our select Traeger grills and get a free Traeger accessories package valued at over $85. Plus, Ace Rewards members get free assembly and delivery on our top grills and accessories, $3.99 and up. From our store, right to your door. Don't miss the Labor Day sale. Now through Monday, only at Ace. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions.